0: Welcome to episode 78 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I am stoked that you are taking some time to improve your photography. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors and we sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, Calgary, Banff, now that I'm based out of here, and beyond. And you can check out all the photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca as well as you can find the show notes there. Now, let's get on with this show. This week, we are talking about something that every single adventure and travel photographer has done at some point in their lives. Photograph wildlife. Sometimes, this can mean trumping around in the wilderness for hours trying to find an elusive animal. Other times, it's as easy as pulling over and turning off the car. But is it really that easy? Do you just need to pull over and start shooting? Sometimes yes, but to get great photos of wildlife from the confines of a vehicle, whether that's your own car on the side of the road or a safari vehicle, takes a little more preparation than it seems. So today, I'm going to give you seven tips for photographing wildlife from a vehicle to help you make the most of those roadside or safari-side encounters. Now, a few qualifiers on this before we get going. Firstly, only stop where it is safe for you to do so. This means if you see wildlife and there isn't enough room on the shoulder for you to stop, don't stop. Don't park in the middle of a highway to watch the sheep on the side of a mountain. And yes, I have seen this happen plenty, plenty, plenty of times where there is a traffic jam because somebody has decided to stop to take a look at the animals on the highway rather than pulling over. That puts your life, other drivers' lives, and that animal's life in danger, and it is so not worth it. So only stop where it is safe to do so. Secondly, never get out of your vehicle and approach wildlife, especially if it is a predator. But herbivores and other large wildlife need space as well. Too frequently here in Banff, I see tourists get out of their cars and approach bull elk from just a few feet away. On average, a bull elk weighs 700 pounds and stands 5 feet tall, plus a couple of extra feet of antlers. And they can be aggressive and territorial and defensive, especially if you start getting close and into their personal bubble. So these animals can easily take you out. And the same goes for large herbivores all over the world. Just give these animals space to do their thing. All right, so the safety aspect aside, let's get into these seven tips to help you capture some roadside wildlife. Tip number one, have your camera ready. Wildlife can appear and disappear suddenly, and you need to have your camera ready to capture them as they appear. This means having your lens attached, preferably a long telephoto, and sitting beside you in the car or within easy reach. You won't have time to go to the back of your car to get it. And frequently, you won't want to as it may not be safe for you or because you will scare off that animal. Now, when I'm out traveling on my own, I keep my lens on the passenger seat. But when I've got people with me, I keep it on the floor behind the passenger seat where it won't roll around and I can easily reach back and grab it. So keep your camera with lens nearby so you are ready to shoot when the opportunity arises. All right, tip number two, position yourself carefully. I find photographing from behind a steering wheel difficult and annoying, mainly because I can't turn my body to properly look through the camera without running into the steering wheel or the center column or just all sorts of other problems. Or I end up banging the camera into the steering wheel when I try to spin it into position. But if you're driving on your own, you have no choice, so deal with the steering wheel. Now, if you have someone who likes to drive, however, take the passenger seat. This is best because a lot of wildlife will appear on the passenger side of the car, since that's typically where the trees and the rest of the road is gonna be because the driver is in the middle of the road. This way you can look for wildlife rather than paying attention to the road and you don't have to deal with the steering wheel when you actually start shooting. Now, this changes slightly on a safari or guided wildlife expedition. I have two options that I think are best in these situations. The first is to take the jump seat beside the driver, especially in a safari vehicle. A safari ranger needs to always have the animal in their sight lines, so you should have uninterrupted sight lines of the animal as well. You also won't have to deal with other guests harassing you to move so they can get their shot. You're just in a spot by yourself, especially since that safari ranger has seen it all before. Now, my second favorite position in a safari vehicle is if you can get a bench totally to yourself or with just your significant other or the person you're there with. This gives you a ton of flexibility to see the animals regardless of which side of the vehicle they are on and you have space to leave your camera bag out to switch gear more easily this isn't always possible in safaris because there's lots of other people around typically but if you can get that chance i absolutely love doing this all right so you're positioned properly you got your camera ready now it's on to tip number three that's to steady your camera hand holding a long lens is difficult and can add quite a bit of shake to your images Add to that the fact that most animals are coming out at the late and early hours of a day, and even if you crank your ESO, you're shooting with slower shutter speeds just because of the light. So, typically this is where a tripod would come in handy. But, inside a car, a tripod is basically out of the question, unless you've got a customized vehicle setup or something like that. Most vehicles, a tripod is out of the question. So, your best option here is a beanbag for your window. You can get a tripod that hooks up to your window frame, but they are insanely expensive, especially when compared with the beanbag option, which is super reasonable and economically priced. Now, these little beanbags are designed to straddle the two sides of a door with a little flat piece on top. And they come in a variety of shapes and sizes meant for different camera lengths and also meant for different door sizes. So you roll down your window, you toss the beanbag over one side, you keep the other side on the inside, and you have a flat surface for your camera to go down on. And on most of these little beanbags, you can also mount any type of tripod or panning head, which means that you can have your camera set up in seconds to start shooting and have a great stable position that functions almost exactly like a tripod. And that actually brings us to tip number four, which is windows. So on that beanbag front, to make these work, you need to have your windows rolled all the way down. Now, this is a lot easier in warm locations in summer months than the rest of the year, but it is almost a necessity if you're gonna be out shooting wildlife and actually specifically hunting for them. Having your windows rolled down means setting up your shot faster and you won't have to remember to turn your vehicle back on if you forgot to roll down the windows when you turned it off and if you're close and photographing a skittish animal, the sound of your window rolling down may be just enough to scare them off. So be smart and have your windows rolled down and ready to go so that you are ready to set up in seconds. These wildlife roadside encounters can come and go in seconds. So the faster you're ready to shoot, the better, and the less noise and movement you're making, the better as well because animals will take off very quickly. On that skittish animal front, tip number five, turn off the engine. Once you get yourself into position, shut off your car. This has two benefits to it. Firstly, cars shake when their engines are running. This can run up and into your camera and inevitably add shake to your shots, especially when shooting at those slower shutter speeds. And remember, that beanbag that you're using is touching your car, which means your camera is touching your car, so shake can come through from your car. Secondly, you won't be disturbing the wildlife on the side of the road nearly as much. This makes them much more likely to stick around and return to their natural behaviors, meaning you have more chances for better shots. And thirdly, you're helping out the environment by not running your engine, and you're also helping out your own wallet by not wasting that gas. So all in all, turn off your engine when you get there. It's gonna be a much, much better experience shooting. All right, going on to tip number six, embrace zoom lenses. Yes, embrace the zoom. Primes typically do offer better image quality, but when you are shooting inside a limited space like that of a vehicle with limited room for movement, a zoom lens will be your friend. These give you more flexibility in every sense of the word. If an animal is close to you on the side of the road, you can easily zoom wide and capture it. If they are further off into the trees, zoom in and you've got it. It's the most practical solution for shooting from a car. Now, these lenses are also typically smaller, meaning they're easier to maneuver in the tight confines of your vehicle. And these are also amazing for safaris because of that size savings. Hey, if you're flying there, you might actually be able to get it into your carry-on, hopefully, you don't have to put it down below, but also, when you are out in the crammed safari vehicle with other people, being able to move your lens around easily without taking them out will just benefit everybody and your shooting. Now, a few of the most popular zoom lenses for wildlife photography at the moment are the Tamron 150-600, Canon's RF100-500, and Sony's 200-600. These are all fantastic and wonderful lenses that really you can get for any system, and you can get mounts and adapters to be able to use them as well. So go looking for that right zoom lens that's going to let you shoot some wildlife. All right, and going on to our final tip for the day, tip number seven, talk to a local. Now, if you aren't sure where wildlife may be on the road, then you'll want to seek out some advice. Find a local guide who will give you some tips on where or when to go, or better yet, will go out with you to find animals. Local trackers and guides offer you the best chance of both seeing the animal and not causing it undue stress because they will help you understand how to approach and safely photograph it. This keeps you safe, and this keeps the animal safe as well. Win-win-win situation because you get fantastic photographs at the same time. Plus, guides are a wealth of information, and they may provide you with some of the best tips for how to find these animals. So, basically, don't be afraid to ask for help. It's the only way you're going to get it and it's probably better than driving around aimlessly for hours on end wondering where the animals are. So reach out to a local, find out where the animals are at, find out how you can photograph them and what you can do to help keep them safe and keep this natural environment beautiful and as wild as can be. And that's it. Quick tips for you today for seven tips for photographing wildlife from your car. Thank you so much for hanging out and being here with me today. As always, I really am stoked that you are growing your photographic knowledge. If you've got something you want to learn about or you just want to talk photography, get a hold of me on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography, and you can find in the show notes for this episode at robertmasseyphotography.ca slash show notes. Now, get out there and go on an adventure. Maybe go find some wildlife, but be safe about it. All right. Bye for now.